0: It's always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsay Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I can't believe it when we're recording this right now. The Cincinnati Bengals are one week away from training camp. And the training camp storylines, we'll get to all of that. Earlier uh, last week, we actually did a coach profile. One of the things we're doing over the last... Three weeks is player profiles, coach profiles. When it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, and expectations, outlooks, maybe a little bit of a look back on those players or coaches. Since we did Lou Anarumo last week, we're going to do Zach Taylor, and I thought we would combine Brian Callahan and Joe Burrow. Not Zach Taylor as the head coach, but more on the offensive coordinator side. Mike, how you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. <laughs> Weekend, uh, ah, whatever, whatever. Uh, No, I'm doing all right. Yeah, Uh, I love doing last uh, last week. We did the defensive coordinator, and we didn't really get into. I feel like we could have, if we wanted to, gotten into like a Marion Hobby type thing. But with this one, you have the play caller and the head coach, along with the offensive coordinator, and then maybe a little bit look at Dan Pitcher or Frank Pollock or any of those guys. But yeah. I don't know. I'm happy for this podcast. I'm excited for this podcast and that it's the weekend.
1: It is the weekend as we're recording this. You'll hear it on a Wednesday morning, but we are uh, recording it on a Friday, just a little behind the, the scenes here. And I'm really excited to talk about when it comes to the offensive coordinator, we'll start with Brian Callahan. Then we'll get to Zach Taylor, Dan Pitcher, and we could even talk a little Frank Pollock on this episode. But Brian Callahan was a candidate for head coaching jobs over the last few seasons. Um, you know, he had those interviews and to be completely honest with you, I thought for sure that he was going to go to the Indianapolis Colts and it didn't work out and Brian Callahan's back. Can we talk a little bit about Brian Callahan as the offensive coordinator over the last few years? And I know Zach Taylor is going to be the main playing caller, play caller, but let's let's talk Brian Callahan.
0: Yeah, I think Brian Callahan, because of Joe Burrow, has actually had more of his fingerprints on this offense than Zach Taylor does. Just because when you look at Zach Taylor's history, it's a lot of under center stuff. There's the wide zone stuff from McVay, but with Brian Callahan, the main thing I think of with him is when he was with the Broncos during Peyton Manning's time there. And that just feels so much like before his arm and body was just completely shot. Uh, what, What would that be like 20, whenever he went there, 2012, 2013, maybe. Until 2014, 2015. Um, yeah, 2015 is when he was done. That, that was that was dead Peyton, just hand the ball off type thing. But when Peyton was in charge, and uh, he was, even though it was Gary Kubiak, kind of similar situation. Gary Kubiak's the head coach. Gary Kubiak is one of the wide zone guys from that Broncos team that made didn't create it, but made it famous and perfected it. Alex Gibbs, Gary Kubiak, and of course Mike Shanahan. So Gary Kubiak's the head coach. Was Gary Kubiak want to do? He wants to get under center, run wide zone. Was Peyton Manning want to do? He wants to play the shotgun. He wants to play the shotgun, spread it out and throw the ball. That's the head coach and quarterback. That sounds just so much to me like Zach Taylor. What's Zach Taylor used to do? He wanted to get under center, run wide zone, and do that. What's Joe Burrow want to do? He wants to get out there, he wants to spread the field, and look, quarterback wins. Quarterbacks gonna win that argument every time. You gotta to play to your quarterback. So especially when they're that good so i think when you're looking at the bengals offense i see a lot of the bones of the broncos offense from that early 2010s time and that could have. there's some concepts that have gone in and you could see them there there's some stuff that i don't even think joe burrow does well but brian Callahan threw in there's like yeah peyton manning like this <laughs> uh, there's one specific play but i don't want to talk about it right now just because i don't want to waste time but uh yeah, it, it seemed like Joe Burrow's not doing well on this, but it was a Peyton Manning staple. Um, he was uh, the Broncos' assistant. He was on the staff from 2010 through 2015. And I just think that gave him a wealth of experience of dealing with a quarterback like Joe Burrow with because he was dealing with Peyton Manning, dealing with a shotgun, almost exclusive offense at times. And as much as... His dad, Bill Callahan, wants to get under center and run the ball. It seems like Brian hasn't taken that so much. Like it's there just because it's his dad. I'm sure he, from very early age, Bill was trying to tell him, like, yeah, this is you know, this is football. We do this, we do this, and then. But his time with the Broncos, I felt like, is where you can mostly see the prints of the Bengals. Of the You can mostly see the Prince of the Bengals offense. So the Broncos, they spread things out. They throw the ball. The, um, I don't think the screen game is the same. The Broncos love screens, and Peyton Manning loved those as well. Just But the idea of let's spread it out, let's get shotgun almost exclusively, and let's just throw the ball. I think that comes a lot from Brian Callahan more than it does Zach Taylor.
1: Do you think there's anything with Brian Callahan, and, and we'll get to more of Zach Taylor, Frank Pollock, Dan Pitcher, Joe Burrow on the offensive play calling side, that you've been surprised with, with him as the offensive coordinator?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I It's hard with Brian because he's been the offensive coordinator not the play caller, and it's always hard divvying who's doing what up. Um, I guess some of the. Um, fa- uh, they would like Kurt Fad type plays, like that shovel at the goal line, those type of things. I'm a little surprised they're even throwing that in there. It's like, a, I mean, I guess you get inspiration from everywhere, but <laughs> why? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I see. He was the Lions quarterback coach at one point, and he worked under John Gruden as a quarterback coach. So none of those just really feel the same as what the Bengals' offense is now because I feel like what they wanted to do was kind of create that Broncos, Peyton Manning, even that Colts, which Peyton brought with him, type of feel for the offense with it being so gun-heavy spread out and everything like that. I don't I don't think there's anything that surprised me too much with him, but some of that could just be that he's not the play caller, so I, I don't exactly know what goes into what he's doing. I can see his fingerprints all over the offense with that early 2010s Broncos, but I can't point out like, oh, that you know, it's surprising they're doing that.
1: I want to say it was a couple of years ago, maybe not last season, but the year they went to the Super Bowl. There would be times when uh, Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, I'm sure Dan Pitcher was involved, and Brian Callahan would sit in the room, maybe the Saturday or Friday before a game, and they would talk about three of their favorite. Players. And just kind of agree what they you know go into that game that next series because you do have different people. You have Zach Taylor as the play caller, but you have Brian Callahan, who I feel like is a very intelligent offensive guy in the room, and it's it's huge to have him back on the sideline. And then you get a guy like Dan Pitcher, who could be Brian Callahan's replacement if Brian Callahan gets a head coaching job next season. Um, that's why I think it's huge that Dan Pitcher is still a quarterback coach and with Joe Burrow again. Uh, But overall, I kind of want to move over to pitcher and when it comes to quarterback play and having a quarterback coach, I know it's really easy for a lot of people. They point to, yeah, you have Joe Burrow as your quarterback. So it's really easy to succeed in certain offensive scenarios or how the offense looks like, or you point to the wide receivers when you have Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, it's easy to kind of get your offense rolling. But when you look at Dan Pitcher, just in the quarterback room alone, do you see anything with Joe Burrow over the last few seasons that that would be accredited to for the quarterback coach.
0: Dan Pitcher's interesting because he was a player for, he was a quarterback at Colgate University in Hamilton, New York. And then he spent three years with, I guess, oh, he spent three years there and then transferred his hometown of SUNY, New York, Cortland, which I also don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, look at it. like, I don't even know his playing career. It's like D3 New York stuff. They joined the Red Dragons, uh, which the SUNY Cortland Red Dragons, I think, as their wide receiver coach. Spent one season there before going to the Colts as a scouting assistant, promoted to a pro scout in 2014, and then hired by the Bengals to 2016 as an offensive assistant, working with the wide receivers. Now he's with the quarterbacks in 2018. He was a holdover, one of the few from the Marvin Lewis to Zach Taylor era um but yeah i to me it's almost well alex van pelt was there mm-hmm. until 2020 but what what is the dan pitcher ideas of of the offense because i have no idea yeah it, because his coaching history is not something i could really look through too easily and see like ah okay like i just did with brian calvin like oh the, the early 10s broncos like that's that's where he gets a lot of his inspiration. Look at Pitcher. It's like Division Three New York college football, the Colts for like three years, and then he's in Cincinnati the rest of the time. So I think he's doing a great job because the quarterback's playing great, and he's going to play a big part in that. But it's hard to figure out what exactly does Dan Pitcher do. And other, th- he does the, the individual drills with the quarterback. Yeah. He got Joe Burrow over his fear of stepping up into the pocket, stepping through trash in the pocket after the ACL. But like Brian Callahan and saying, I don't know exactly what he does. This is almost to another degree. I have no idea what Dan Pitcher does other than just he works with the quarterbacks. What are his prints on the offensive design? I'm sure they exist, but I don't know.
1: Well, there has to be more behind the scenes than just Joe Burrow when it comes to Dan Pitcher, yeah. because I don't think the Bucks are calling and saying, hey, let's do an interview. And they we're really serious about it.
0: That's what I was saying, too, is just like, I think there's his fingerprints are on this offense, yeah, but I can't really pick him out because of his history and not really knowing much about anything that he's done besides work with the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I think um, I want to say Paul Danner. I always give Paul Daner credit. He has a lot of good pieces out there. But he did one last season. Um, it could have been last season or the season before when it comes to Dan Pitcher and the breakdown and the excitement level. And of course, when you look in the NFL, everybody wants that young offensive mind um, and it, it, it's all over. Rarely does the defensive coordinator get a job. Hence, you see uh, Lou Anarumo right now and he's he's returning to the Cincinnati Bengals. But um, I, I I would love to know more when it comes to the breakdown and, and what you give credit to when it comes to to Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor, and Dan Pitcher, and then now Joe Burrow, who's a voice in the offensive room too over the last few seasons. So, um, yeah, he, it, when when you look around the NFL, it seems like a lot of people are like, this guy is 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 going to be something really good when it comes to an offensive coordinator as far as his future. And the Cincinnati Bengals, when he was doing his interview with the Bucks last year in January, gave him a contract extension. Um, you know, I don't know what that sounded like. Well, hey, we're going to give you more money. We're going to also give you this extension if you stay with Cincinnati and you turn down the OC job. Um, but would love to know more kind of behind the scenes when it comes to Dan Pitcher. I just know it's really easy to point in the room and say, yeah, Joe Burrow. OK, well, he makes it he makes your job pretty easy in certain situations. Um, but do you look around the NFL at any other uh, offensive coordinator rooms and say, are, is there that many people uh, when it comes to the offensive play calling and just the offensive side of the ball alone?
0: Yeah, most of the time you hear about the uh, head coaches or offensive coordinators, play callers in general, they're saying it's a combined effort. And I remember listening to Sean McVay talk about when he had, you know, like Matt LaFleur, Zach Taylor and uh, all these other guys, like they are relaying stuff down to him to call the offense. And when you listen to like Andy Reid talk about how their offense is designed, it's basically like, look, if somebody's got an idea, they've got an idea. Let's I'll hear anybody out. You know, put it up on the board and let's listen to it. Um, I will say the other part with pitcher. I think a lot of people are interested also because they want young and he's 36. Mm-hmm. So that's also why I don't know that much about him. But <laughs> he has been in the NFL since he was 29 as an offensive assistant. So that's a long time there. Um, they've actually been in the NFL since he was 25 as a scouting assistant. So very young when he got started. Um, and the other thing I want I want to say about pitcher is his senior season at SUNY Cortland, Red Ra- the the Red Dragons. He was a finalist for the Gagliardi, Gagliardi Trophy, which is the Division three equivalent of the Heisman. So he was he was a baller. He wasn't just playing D three football. He he was a stud D three football player.
1: Um, why people need to talk about this? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're- somebody
0: find the Dan pitchers SUNY Cortland uh, highlight reel.
1: If you find it, please, when we tweet out this podcast episode, make sure you reply with the highlight reel. Uh, we have no prizes to give you, but now we need to see the highlight reel. Uh, yeah, but we'll we'll see what happens with Dan Pitcher. Do you think Brian Callahan will be an offensive coordinator in Cincinnati after the 2023 season?
0: No, I think this is the final year for him. I I think he's too hot of a candidate. Last year I wouldn't have been surprised if he got the job. Like I was saying, I would be kind of surprised if Luana Rumo was hired mm-hmm. as a head coach just because of what the NFL looks for, not because of Luis Rumo's um, anything about him. It's specifically what these guys want. Brian Callahan is what they want. He's young, he's an offensive mind, he's on a really good team, but they're gonna want those ideas. And pitcher, this could I think would be the guy that steps into the offensive coordinator role. And then I would still have no idea what is his specific unique fingerprints because I go like, well, is he just is he doing a lot of what like Brian was doing? And Zach Taylor's still the play caller. So it's fun to look into them, but the offensive side, other than Zach Taylor, well I don't think Brian's too hard to figure out what he's bringing, but where's the line drawn because he's not calling plays makes things a little bit difficult. And with pitcher, I feel like doubly. Well, all right,
1: well, there's more I want to get to when it comes to Zach Taylor and Frank Pollock on the offensive side of the ball next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.